I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hang on, why do we sound like this? I don't know. What? She did two little dolls, my Eating the tea. Well, something's pressed that shouldn't be. Hang on. Hang on. What? It's only happened after you've been for a week. Maybe I trod on something when I was hanging the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. This makes no sense. I haven't touched anything. I sound like a fly. <laughs> yeah, listen, there's got to be something obvious that I haven't pressed. <laughs> hasn't there? I trod on the chipmunk feature. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Green and Taryn Rudge. I saw Monty Don just going hell for leather with a hoe. I'd certainly keep them going all the year round. The Happy Garden. <laughs> okay, Darren. Hello. Oh, there we are. You sound like you now. Do I sound like me? <laughs> yeah, you don't sound like a demented <laughs> mouse. <laughs> Oh, there's so many buttons in here. You tread on one, Darren, and look what happens. Trod on the chipmunk. I did. I trod on the chipmunk button and I didn't realise. You see, when when you and I linked up on the computer system, I was, as I shouted down to you, I was on a chair at the window hanging a rug. It's very dangerous because I'm in the house on my own and I was teetering. I'm a middle-aged lady, I'll have you know. I was was teetering on a chair. And then you had to go to the loo. Then I had to go to the loo. Then I inadvertently trod on the chipmunk button uh, on the way down. Uh, But anyway, look, all of that is sorted now. And a very warm welcome to the Happy Garden Podcast. And what are we doing today, uh, Darren? What are you bringing to the horticultural table? Well, I have a money-saving tip that uh, includes uh, the use of lemons. So five ways to use lemons, okay, Mm -hmm. in your garden and home. Swat or not is the woodlouse. 
I love wood lice. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we'll convince other people to love them as well. Okay. Um, I have five jokes of the week plus a bony eye. Okay. Now, I think <laughs> I've cracked it this week. I think you I say that. Peak, peak at the end. Okay. Uh, uh, and I think you're going to love them. Okay. I really All do. Right. It's the bone eye. Then we've got jobs for the week ahead. Plus, uh, yes. my hanging basket and patios pot special. Oh, yes, winter colour hanging basket slot. Yes, yes, we'll do that. Uh, yes. We'll do that very shortly. Also coming up on the Happy Garden podcast today is the history of peonies. Um, I'll let Andy Land tell you. Potted history of peonies. <coughs> Sorry, let me do that again. Sorry, I know what the punchline is. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's got the laughing bug. I don't know what he was laughing at. It must be a very very funny punchline on the history of peonies. Potted history of. Peonies. <coughs> Sorry, let me do that again. Sorry, I know what the punchline is. <laughs> he knows what the punchline is. <laughs> Something to look forward to a little bit later on. Uh, so all, <laughs> all that and more to come. If you want to get in touch, here are the ways. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at the Happy Garden Podcast, you can email the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. And also, if you can rate and review us, that would be absolutely grand as well. Now, Darren, before we begin the Happy Garden Podcast, I'm afraid to inform you, sorry, I was just sitting on my leg, that there has just been a death in the podcast oh. room. There's been a small death. In fact, in fact, now I've just double-checked, there's actually been two deaths in the podcast room since we came on. Two flies yeah. in my tea. Ooh, that's a way to go, though. I suppose it'll be instant. But listen, I need. Well, in all seriousness, I do need to ask you. You know this room. You were over not too long ago. It's the, it's the old haunted room that nobody ever came in, and I have made it all lovely. And it's our little podcast room now, and I have filled it with plants. The room's filled with plants, Darren. The room is now filled with flies. <laughs> uh, those will be compost flies, won't they? So they'll be in the pots. They come in at this time, Molly, and they make a happy home in the first two inches of your compost in your pots. That's what they are, and that's where they'll be. There's millions of them. So what do, yes. I, what shall I, do I have to take every single pot out of here and, and clear the top layer of compost? Well, that's what you need to do if you want to get rid of them, yeah. So, Darren, would you like to start the Happy Garden podcast with some jobs for the week ahead? Of course we can. Now in the Happy Garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. Go. Here we go. So, uh, this week, the ground is warm and wet, folks. So generally at this time of year, it's good to plant things. So planting of all kinds of deciduous plants, hot-ground conifers and broad-leaved evergreens. Don't delay until the soil is too wet. Get them in the ground right now. Deciduous trees and shrubs can also be moved at this particular point in time, as can roses. So if you place them in the wrong place and they're causing you a problem, get them moved right now, uh, as well as most kinds of herbaceous perennials can be lifted divided and replanted um, remember to disregard the centre pop that on the compost bin and replant the outside because those are the vigorous bits that you uh, want to keep finally just check stakes of newly planted trees and shrubs and make sure that they're nice and solid for the autumn to come because it's sure to get a bit breezy 
Thank you, Darren. Lovely. We'll have some more jobs for the week ahead a little bit later on. The Happy Garden Podcast. Now, you did say last week you were going to talk us through your project, your community garden in Bilston. Yes. Go ahead. I've been to see the volunteers today, actually. Oh, have you? That where you were this morning? This morning, yeah. Yeah. So we've got 15 people. They're all local people. Bilston, for people that don't know, is in Wolverhampton. And it's quite a, I was going to say, depraved, deprived area. (laughs) Don't think they'd be very pleased (laughs) with that. I know a couple of depraved people from Boston, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> so, it's a deprived area and the idea is it's the Department of Culture and Media and Sport that is putting these things together and we've managed to be one of around about 12 areas in the country that have managed to uh, pull some funding together under the Know Your Neighbourhood scheme. And the idea is that you get people from the local neighbourhood and you build a community garden, Molly, and basically it's going to run for 12 months and we're going to get people in uh, first of all these 15 volunteers to help us build this community space so that we get some ownership and we get some pride in their place and they're going to be building raised beds we're going to get children in to actually come and sow we're going to build a wildlife garden we're going to put beds and borders in we've got all sorts of things going on and i'm writing a level one certificate at the moment so hopefully at the end of all this we can actually give them a certificate for their achievements That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Can we follow you and, and their progress on this? Yeah, you can. I run a business called Rudge Wood Horticulture Kick CIC. The CIC bit is the community interest company and we're a not-for-profits company. So any profit we actually make, we plough back into the community. And we've got a Facebook page. Uh, We are developing a website, but that's really in its infancy. So please click on to us on uh, Facebook, Rudge Wood Horticulture Kick, and uh, follow us. And there's all sorts of things on there. We We put job offers out out there and things like that and we tell you about all the volunteering things that we're up to great well that sounds brilliant uh, and likewise anybody listening anywhere across the uk anywhere across the world to our happy garden podcast if you've got community events community projects like our dazzlers underway as well we would love to hear about your community do get in touch with us or just drop us an email at the happy garden podcast at gmail.com yeah we'll follow you with that one darren it's nice <laughs> Now, if you were listening last week to the Happy Garden podcast, it was uh, an autumn special. It was the Malvern Autumn Show special on the show. And we heard from Arid Anderson and Nikki Chapman and a few other people. Oh, and Ian with his massive marrow. Oh, that went down very well with the audience, by the way, Darren. Excellent. (laughs) I'm sure it did. Yeah, it really did. If you want to see uh, Ian's massive marrow, you can have a look at the Happy Garden podcast Facebook page. He and his marrow are on there. Oh, and have you seen the? Have you seen my judge with his massive um, marrow on my Facebook? Yes. <laughs> his name's Rupert. He's just gorgeous. He's a photographer. It was his camera under his coat. Anyway, back to the Mulvern Autumn Show. Now we didn't have time on last week's podcast to squeeze in your friend Darren Adam Frost, so we thought we'd we'd save that uh, chat for today. You and he worked together for years. Yeah, we did. I mean, we spent about three years, I think, at uh, Winterbourne Gardens, dealing with the Home Base Academy, where we were training the garden centre staff for home base in gardening skills and Adam used to come in and do the garden design bit and uh, myself and another colleague used to actually um, train them in the the other garden skills so yeah great guy he is he is he's just lovely and last week yeah we sat down and had a chat Adam Frost hello you hello you how are you 
Yeah, good. I've seen you almost all the shows this summer. I haven't actually got to say, hello, how you doing? And here we are on the final hurrah of summer. Hello, how you doing? <laughs> I'm still doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems to have flown. Really, I don't know, it's been great, but it, the summer seems to have... I don't know, lots of people are moaning that we haven't had a summer, but I've quite enjoyed it. I think, yeah, the gardens enjoyed it. You know, it's my second year in my new place. Last year, trying to create a garden in that weather was a nightmare. Whereas this year, I've been all over and I've gone home and the garden's still alive, so... Last year was extremes, wasn't it? All extremes. This year, I think, we were so excited that summer came really early and then we were just waiting for it and it never actually came back and and now it's over. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not even sure it's over. I mean, I've been filming the last couple of weeks and I've literally gone from a couple of boiling hot days to a pouring with rain to a couple of boiling hot days to pouring with rain. So I think we... September and going into October, I reckon we could still get some decent weather. Well, I don't know whether you've noticed my fabulous footwear, but um, I still have the Crocs that my mum bought me for my birthday on. It's probably its last outing for the Crocs, and my feet are freezing, but I've got them on anyway. <laughs> well, they look very glamorous, to be fair, they do. How's your year been working with all the shows and everything? How's 2023 been for you, Adam? Yeah, as I said, it's been really good fun. I think, like, 2000 and, what, end of 2021, I ended up, you know, sat in front of a psychiatrist being told I had burnout and this, that, the other, and depression, and then sat down with a... And saw it out but what it means is I've learned so much in reality about myself that I just get up to have a nice day to be honest and because I'm doing that and I'm doing what he's telling me to do I've enjoyed every moment of it that sounds weird doesn't it but I literally every single day I've enjoyed it and all the things that I was getting worried about bits and pieces and yeah it's been life-changing is a stupid thing to say in a, in a way but it literally yeah just feel different so everybody I've seen all the shows it's all been awesome yeah really awesome my mom has always said to me if you can swing your legs out of bed in the morning you're winning you yeah, that's right yeah I mean it, it even talked to me about you know if you could get your socks and your pants on boy everything from that's a bonus and I think there is in that isn't there you know I was doing some I was filming last week and it goes out at Christmas so I was doing some filming with Mary Berry which is the best thing in the world you know for the 16 year old toe rag to be filming with Mary Berry but she, you know, she's 88 oh my she has got a spring in her step this lady's positivity at that age and I know you know people say well she leaves a good life she has but she's lived a life she's not it's not all been a walk in the park for her and I followed her around for two literally followed her around for two days and I went home and I said to Mrs Frost that lady's like a proper inspiration and if I ever make that age that's the attitude that I want to have is that get up and have a go you know and um, yeah I got to close the programme which will go out in December drinking a cup of tea and having a slice of cake with Mary Berry in her garden. Life doesn't get much better, does it? We must say hello to Darren Rudge. He told me to say hello to you, your old mucker, Darren. Oh, how is the old boy? Is he all right? Yeah, the old boy, yeah, he's all right. You were saying about all your time together in uh, in Birmingham. I think you were together for two or three years, weren't you? Yeah, we were. We were doing... Um, he was helping with the um, home base academy yeah. stuff that I was doing. Yeah, and he, he was teaching them their RHS qualifications so yeah I think it was I think it was about probably was about three years yeah he's um he's lovely isn't he? he's, he's, all right. Right. he's all right yeah we won't play it up then yeah he's all right he's all right bless him he's all right <laughs> he's all right is our Darren you wait till I speak to him next <laughs> he is just the nicest man I can see why you and he got on so well together he's just gorgeous I tell you what Molly we had some fun we I really bet. did pulling tricks on one another and things like that. And he is a really, really nice bloke. 
He's a, do you know, he's a complex bloke. And we sat down for far longer than the snippet you've just heard there, Darren. And I have saved probably about half of the interview for another time to play on the Happy Garden podcast. And it's a really important one as well. And you you know about uh, him dealing with this, Darren. His struggle with mental health. And he even lost hope and he lost passion and interest in his own gardening. And he said that was always his bolt hole in his whole life. So to be that depressed and sort of have mental issues as far as I'm not interested in my passion anymore, that really, really scared him. So I'll, I'll play that. We should do a little special on how gardening helps mental health. And I'll play that out then. Yeah, well, coming back to the community project, that's part and parcel of that for some people that have volunteered. Yeah. You know, it's health yeah. and well-being, totally and utterly, because that's what gardening does. Do you know what I'll do? I shall put that in the diary for next week. Oh, hang on, let me move the, move the, uh, the wind chime. Hang on a second, let's stick that in there. Not for next oh, week, but... Have you been those jingle bells? No, yet? no, darling. When you first joined me, when I inadvertently ch- uh, trod on the chipmunk button uh, earlier on, I have, this is, I have to move this wind chime out of the way, out of the uh, window pole, off the window pole, so I can hang the bed sheet off up at the window. Come on, Darren, you know, you know the MO. <laughs> so let me... I'll put that in for maybe in November. Yeah. We'll do, like, a mental health special. Yeah. Yeah, that's in. We'll do that. All right, no worries. Is that the official um, podcast diary that you've got there? It is as it goes, yeah. Don't you have one? <laughs> is it all up to me, Darren? <laughs> well, we don't have a PA. Do we, we don't have a PA. No, that, well, that's me, isn't it? But it's that's in the you. it's in the diary now. And okay. also in the diary as well is... <laughs> that's the jingle. That's the new jingle for the diary. Um, we're going to do Apple special next week. Oh, yes, I ought to inform it's you. Apple Day. It's Apple Day. It's not until the 21st, but I thought no. if we record it next week, then that'll give people time to get in touch with their Apple events wherever they are in the country. They can get in touch if they've got something going on down their local orchard. Do you know how many apple trees constitute an orchard? I don't. Go on, then. Five. Five. Yeah, I learned there that earlier. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've got our pumpkin special as well, the Halloween special to yes. come. That'll be spooky fantastic. Right. Oh, hang on a second. Wait a second. Somewhere near the chipmunk button, I have got a... Monster button. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why doesn't it go on your voice? (laughs) Don't know. Oh, no, you've got the better laugh as well. (laughs) That's not fun. I I don't know. (laughs) The monster button's just near the chipmunk button. (laughs) Perhaps that's your homework. (laughs) What, what do the buttons do? I'll, yeah. I'll never know, Darren. I'll never know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you know, I, I walked into a studio once working with someone else. Yes. Okay. What? When I used... What? <laughs> and it's thrice what? Yeah, go on. <laughs> and they got all stickers next to the buttons. Yeah. And one sticker said, do not push this. <laughs> Don't <laughs> You know what I'd have done, don't you? <laughs> You'd have pushed it, wouldn't you? Well, s- s- sometimes I've worked with other people, Molly Green. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> but I hadn't used to tell you about it. LBM, life before Molly. <laughs> Defo. Defo. Anyway, did anyone ever press that button? Because you know what uh, I have no idea. I was tempted. Well. I just thought the studio would explode or something. I think I've told you this in the past. In our former life, 
at one particular place. It was actually my first day at this particular place. And there was a red button under the desk. In fact, there was two red buttons under the desk. So you know what I did, don't you? Yeah, you thought it was for coffee, didn't Press you? Press the button, <laughs> <laughs> And I am not joking when I say within three minutes, the armed police turned up at the radio station. I am not joking. I was mortified. Armed police. They were. I looked out the window because it was a radio station with windows. And I was just on my swivel chair. There was a song playing. I was like, oh, la, 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 la. I thought, what's happening there? Just <laughs> <laughs> the same day, I used the toilet and, <laughs> and I mistook the help cord for the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say you made a good first impression? <laughs> I did get asked back, amazingly, but... Um, Honestly. It's first day nerves, Darren. Really? <laughs> You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Roach. Now, Darren, I text you a little bit earlier on because I swear we didn't do Pat's Bush. We did. I d- we didn't. <laughs> we did. But I can tell you, Pat's your bush is a shrub, which is Portuguese laurel. Yeah. Prunus lusitanica. Okay, and uh, the impatiens that you asked about, whether you could leave them outside. Yes, they are perennials, but they do need to be in a fairly protected area for you to leave them outside. What was the third part to Pat's question? Well, yeah, the first one was an identification, which you've done. Second one was our giant South African impatience perennial. Da, 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 da. Um, I assume they were bedding plants because, yeah, you've done so that. And then when should I prune a white evergreen jasmine? Does that ring a bell? Yes, after oh, flowering. It's, maybe it's after me. After flowering. <laughs> I think it's because you're a middle-aged lady and you're going through those little bits of times. Oh, Darren. Then, you know, I just think... Right, let's know, we've got to edit that out. That's... (laughs) Don't edit that out. (laughs) Now. (laughs) It's your age. doing next is that pat <laughs> is that pat done that's pat done, done are we done pat done is pat just sack pat <laughs> right we've done pat do you know what i'm gonna do do you know what i'm gonna what do what are you gonna do i'm tearing it up we'll never, <laughs> we'll never ever see that question again no offense pat but we don't we don't want to do it three weeks running there we are it's in the bin <laughs> 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 Are you all right? <laughs> the bin was a little close to the wind chimes there. It fell off. Uh, uh, I know ladies that are going through what you're going can be a bit, you know, aggressive. <laughs> Pissed off, Darren. <laughs> Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs> So, Darren, the um, Facebook, the Happy Garden Facebook page is going well and we would invite anybody to put on their stories, their gardens, their questions for Darren. Anything you'd like us to cover, to discuss on the Happy Garden podcast, I can get my diary out again. <laughs> any uh, any ideas? Absolutely welcome. There have been some comments. Darren, come in on the email as well, the Podcast at gmail.com. I found my password. I do read them. 
Um, here's one. This is Jamie. Molly Darren, I'm loving your podcast. I'm so glad that you have continued the strangeness. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what he's on about, I think, do you? I think it's a compliment. And here is a brilliant, brilliant one from Mark, who says, uh, Molly Darren, at a garden centre, when there is a pile of compost bags for sale, all stacked up, why do you have to go over and slap the top one? <laughs> what is this human desire to slap a bag of compost? No, that is so true, isn't it? Why? Well, you're just feeling the density of the compost within. Oh, you know they're going to be old and soggy if they've been left outside for a year. <laughs> Plus, it's just a tradition. It's one of it these is. old English traditions. Go and slap that compost bag. <laughs> I love it. Shall we do your winter colour hanging basket special? Is that the right yeah. terminology? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that. So it's all the right words. I don't know if they're in the right order or not. But, uh, yeah, let's get on with that. OK, folks, do you actually prepare and put out winter baskets or patio pots? A lot of people don't, and they're missing a really big trick because winter colour and winter interest into spring can still be there for you if you prepare winter baskets and winter patio pots. Now, it's around about the time for you to start thinking about swapping things over. So swapping out that summer bedding and popping in some winter colour and winter interest. Now, we say winter colour thinking about flowers but winter interest as well means foliage colour and there's a whole host of things that you can pop into your baskets and your patio pots that will give you that winter interest so what can you actually pop in your baskets and your patio pots at this time well they're all out in your garden centres and your DIY stores obviously but the traditional things are things like primulas polyanthus pansies those types of things get them into the baskets now but have a look at the dwarf shrubs euonymus skimmia rhododendron even a camellia or two now please 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 do not buy those painted heathers just buy the natural looking varieties and they'll give you that wonderful wonderful splash of color but underplant either in your baskets or patio pots with spring bulbs and you'll have forgotten about them folks and that's what will give you that winter and spring interest and that little bit of surprise when they suddenly pop through the compost and give you that cheery wave with those lovely flowers as they pop through at the beginning of spring try a grass or two as well which turn red in the autumn carex those types of things and of course once you've got those dwarf shrubs that you've paid a minuscule amount for you can pop them in the garden afterwards and they will develop into the larger plants that we all love and adore so get out there and uh, make yourself a winter basket or a winter patio pot it really is good fun and you'll have lots of color through the winter months and into the spring there you go Mo. done nice What's that noise behind you? <laughs> that was a truck. <laughs> you got the window open? No, not particularly. No. Not particularly. <laughs> I love you, Darren. Is it or not? A bit. It's, it's open a gap. I love you. It's not open, open. It's you open know, a gap. It's, open a it's a truck. I'll tell you it's what, a truck. <laughs> it's a damn truck. You're going to really thank yourself. And also, last uh, last week you were talking about spring bulbs as well, because the garden is kind of 
Not dying, but dying back at the moment. I am gutted my helianthus have gone. Gutted. Um, I'm gutted that the tomatoes, I'm going to have to go and start buying tomatoes shortly. But if you prepare, as you've been saying, if you prepare for spring and you prepare for next summer, you're going to really, really thank yourself. Do you know, my mum sent me a WhatsApp in the week saying, what's this? She was doing a bit of weeding. And it was um, in the cracks of the pavement. It was forget-me-nots. I told her, they're forget-me-nots. I said, leave them, Mum. You will really thank yourself come April that you have left them. Because in the depths of... Well, it's not depths of winter, but before all the summer colour comes out next year, as you've been saying, you need all this spring colour and this spring cheer, and now is the time to plan. Definitely. Well, as I said last podcast along, this is the time when we begin in the gardening year. So all the preparation that we do now will pay dividends in the spring. So it's not the spring when we start, folks. It's in October and November. That's when the gardening year starts. Oh, Molly, I have to tell you about my fan. Uh, This week I've been planting and uh, the delivery driver from a a nursery in Litchfield, um, his name was Adam, he got out the cab and he said to me, are you Darren Rudge? Now I'm always a bit... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hesitant yes. to admit no. that I am Darren Rudge. <laughs> Why? Who wants to know? Yeah. His name was Adam. Yeah. And he said, I listen to you and Molly, oh. and I'm listening to the podcasts and think you are both blooming brilliant. Oh. That's what he said to me. And he spent about three quarters of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on a second. Didn't I see a picture of you and he, he on your he Facebook page? He posted. He posted oh, on, uh, nice. on uh, the Happy Garden podcast page as well. So thank you, Adam. Oh, Thank lovely. you for making your um, uh, yourself known. We had a selfie together. Oh, and I think his other half, Susan, as well, because I think she yeah. commented. So, hi, Susan and Adam. That's lovely. It's great. It's good, good well, stuff. Actually, if you if you are enjoying the Happy Garden podcast, we really would appreciate um, some feedback. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're hoping everybody's enjoying what we're doing, and we will be led by you, won't we, Darren? If you want us to discuss things, if, if there's stuff that you want from the podcast, you know, this is your podcast, so please, please do get in touch. But, yeah, it's really nice to have feedback from people. Yeah, please. And as Molly says, you know, anything that you'd like me to cover, um, if you've got particular problems or you've got particular interests then please let us know let us know we can do whatever we want now on the podcast so within reason (laughs) (laughs) well darren and i are a bbc background so obviously our hands have been tied with all sorts for for many many years but now yeah we're free so if you want to discuss got yeah product names if you want to discuss specific tools fencing patios astroturf whatever it is anything gardening related we're free to do anything now, Darren. 
Free. Free. Liberated. Do what I want. Any, Any old time. time. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Loving it large. The Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with The Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Now, one more question before we get on to SWAT or not, which uh, I believe you're highlighting, the humble woodlouse. Yes. Which is not so humble. They're beautiful little things. Molly, Darren, please help. My Napita knee cat mint has always grown brilliantly and fed many bees over the years. My cat likes a nibble as well. However, this year it's a different story. They've been obliterated by mint moth. I don't want to spray them if I can help it. So is there any other way to stop them next year? If not, what shall I do? And that's lovely Denise. And she says, P.S. This is a, an email, by the way, to the happy garden podcast at gmail.com. She says, P.S. Molly, I'm one of the old listeners from Cradley Heath. I'm not an international listener, I'm afraid, but I can pretend to be from California if it helps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you, Denise. Um, So, uh, Napita, Catmint, I have sent you, forwarded you the pictures, haven't they? Haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's quite devastating, isn't it? It was dead. Um, Mint, mint moth, because it looks dead. But Catmint is really, really good at springing back after an infestation like this. And I think what will happen is this will probably never happen happen again but uh, napita is a plant that will bounce back so what you need to do is open that plant up cut it hard back so cut it to almost ground level and then you'll find out what will happen is new shoots will arise from the base as well as uh, healthy shoots will kick back into action you've opened it up any of those larvae that might still be around will be taken by birds at this time of year. And you'll probably never, ever have an incident again. I think it's really been uh, the sort of summer that's encouraged certain pests and diseases to make a happy home in, in, in our gardens. And hopefully you'll never have another incident, but give it a hard, good cut back, clean around the base of the plant, and then, fingers crossed next year, you'll have no incidents of the, uh, the moth Ever, ever again. The Happy Garden Podcast. Now, Darren, we didn't have time for this last week because it was the uh, Malvern Autumn Special, but would you like to commence now with SWAT or not? Yes, let's do it. Now in the Happy Garden. What is it? Is it a bee? Is it a bee? (laughs) SWAT! I vote not! Go. <laughs> God, this is bouncy, isn't it? Nice. Well, woodlice, also known as slaters and pillbugs, are abundant animals in most healthy gardens and greenhouses. They're largely beneficial and cause little or no damage to healthy plants. Large numbers often occur in compost heaps where they help break down plant material. Woodlice are terrestrial crustaceans belonging to the order Isopoda. There are 30 species in Britain, five of which are often found in our garden. They shelter in dark, damp 
damp places, especially where there are accumulations of decaying plant material. They feed on this material and are an important part of the nutrient recycling in a healthy garden ecosystem. Woodlice feed largely on damp decomposting plant material and they're therefore part of the biodiversity that helps nutrient recycling in our gardens. Woodlice do not usually damage healthy plants, despite what you might read. They can, however, become associated with damage, which has other causes, such as slug damage or plants that have died and begun to rot. So please don't blame the woodlice. Woodlice, then, are a vital part of garden biodiversity and should be encouraged in a healthy garden. Rarely damage plants and are useful recyclers of decomposting vegetable matter. Woodlice are also food for many other creatures such as shrews, toads, centipedes, some spiders, ground beetles and parasitic flies. So, to swat or not, I think not. not. I love woodlice. Otherwise known as what did you say, Darren? Slaters and pill bugs. I've heard that before. Mm. When Mr Green and I split wood, uh, as we do, because we can't can't put the heating on. I don't know why that's funny. So, oh, no, I'm joking. But we do have two uh, wood fires here, as you know, uh, at Chagrin. So we do do an awful lot of wood splitting. And when the bark comes off the wood and there are a family of wood lice underneath, I have I literally yell, I literally scream out, wait! Uh, and I have to save each one. Because they obviously they do live in little family units, don't they? So I don't like to split them up. Yeah, they're quite social creatures. <laughs> they, they really are. No, wood, wood splitting really. wood splitting takes so long here because I have to save every single wood lice and make sure that it goes with the family from whence it came. Well, you wouldn't want to cook them, would you? No, absolutely not. Get interactive with Molly Lovely show. Professionals. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Now, I didn't manage to squeeze in Lorraine and Carol, also from the Mulvan Show, last week, Darren. Now, we started the podcast by me moaning about... Well, not moaning, because I feel really guilty that two flies died in my tea. Uh, I feel really responsible for that. They're two... What are they? Compost flies? Yes. Yes. From the... they'll be. How many have I got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen... 17, 18, I've got nine, oh, there's 20 plants in here. I've got 20 plants in the podcast room. <laughs> so how many flies do you reckon? How many flies do you reckon are actually well. in here? <laughs> but the thing is, when you do grow indoors, and we do advocate, you advocate a lot, which is great, windowsill gardening, but you do have to be careful <laughs> about the flies. They'll, they'll, they'll just make a happy home because you're making the 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 perfect home for them, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'd live here if I was a compost fly. It's, it's good yeah, in here. Yeah, so you you know it's nice and warm, isn't yep. it? It's nice and snug. It is, yeah. And then occasionally you get a little bit of water, and then mm. you get a little bit of food, mm. <laughs> and uh, job done. They don't damage plants, but they uh, they can cause an awful nuisance for us in our uh, homes, can't they? So talking of windowsill gardening, I met Lorraine and Carol at the Malvern Show uh, a week or so ago. They were trying some windowsill gardening with free seeds from Canna. They're not gardeners. They haven't done it before. And this is what they were doing. 
This is our third time here and it absolutely is great. It's like a beginning of Christmas because you can buy some Christmas things and foods and we treated ourselves to hats and uh, yeah. This is like autumn essential, isn't it? With all the lovely vegetables and everything like that. And, and where we are now, these little um, miniature seeds. We got these last year, didn't we? The coriander, rockets. And I am not a green-fingered person, but honestly, they grew on my windowsill. So we're getting a few, we've got some different ones this year. So. What is this stand? I, I don't even, I saw you girls here. I don't know what it is. So there's some free seeds. Micro seeds, so you can just put them on your windowsill and then just put them into salads. So they grow really, really well. Did you do it last year as well? Yeah, absolutely. Put your seeds in, top it up with soil, okay. then put your lid in. It's like a takeaway coffee, isn't it? And honestly, and then you water them when you go home, obviously. And I was it like a couple of weeks, was it, Carol? Yeah. A couple of weeks, and you get you get them germinating. It's yeah. fantastic. And I'm gonna just get Korean mints. I'm not sure what you've got, Carol. Bit of everything. <laughs> so, are you girls inspired? The shows like this, and you know these little seeds and stuff. Are you going to be gardeners then, yeah? Definitely, definitely, yeah. I, as I say, I'm buying a new house with a gorgeous garden, so I've really got to get into it, yeah. So I should be listening to your podcast for some inspiration. What about you? What, what, how does your garden grow? Yeah, well, I haven't got a big garden now, so I've just moved into an apartment, but I've just done some window boxes with uh, chilies and lots of other things, so probably some herbs and things like this will go down really well, yeah. Yeah. You haven't got to have a massive garden to love gardening, have you? No, no. I, I think I think it's like a windowsill gardening's great. Um, like you said, especially the weather's changing and that. It's this week's been bonkers, hasn't it, yeah. with the rain and the sun and the rain and the sun. So these are nice to grow and, and you know, you've got them in the windowsill. So we're gonna I'm gonna have I'm gonna go for glitter spinach next. I don't know what it's gonna look like. <laughs> Not quite sure what your poo looks like after either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> well, the thing is, Darren, I don't know whether I've... Because I, I WhatsApped you a picture of my pot. I forgot to label it. And I, along with Lorraine and Carol, had also put some seeds in a pot. And they've started to grow as I WhatsApped you the picture. I don't know if I've got glitter spinach. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I have. <laughs> you might have. You'll soon know. <laughs> As Carol said, I've never heard of glitter spinach. I'm not really sure what that is. <laughs> now, Andy Lound, he hasn't been on for a couple of weeks. Should we get him on? Yeah, let's get Andy Lound on. Andy Lound, we're going to amaze and astound with Andy Lound, talking about the history of peonies. <laughs> It's Amaze and Astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Hello, Molly and Darren. Today I will look at the potted history of peonies, a very popular herbaceous perennial. Peonies are native to Asia, Europe and Western North Africa. Scientists differ on the number of species that can be distinguished, but they range from 25 to 40. Ancient Chinese texts mention that the peony was used for flavouring food. The fallen petals of Peona lactiflora are parboiled and sweetened as a tea time delicacy. Peony water, an infusion of peony petals, was used for drinking in the Middle Ages. The petals may be added to salads or to punches and lemonades. Ornamental cultivars were created from plants cultivated for medicine in China as of the 6th and 7th century. Peonies became particularly popular during the Tang dynasty when they were grown in the imperial gardens. 
The peony is among the longest used flowers in Eastern culture. Along with the plum blossom, it is a traditional floral symbol of China, where the Piona sofrosticosa is called Mudan. It is also known as the flower of riches and honour, or king of the flowers, and is used symbolically in Chinese art. In the Middle Ages, peonies were often painted with their ripe seed capsules, since it was the seeds, not the flowers, which were medically significant. Ancient superstition dictated that great care be taken not to be seen by a woodpecker while picking the plant's fruit, or the bird might peck out your eyes. The red flowers of the species Piona peregrina are important in Serbian folklore. Known as Kosovo peonies, they are said to represent the blood of Serbian warriors who died at the Battle of Kosovo. In 1957, the Indiana General Assembly passed a law to make the peony the state flower of Indiana, a title which it holds to this day. Mischievous nymphs were said to hide in the petals of the peony, giving it the meaning of shame or bashfulness in the language of flowers. While the peony takes several years to re-establish itself when moved, it blooms annually for decades once it has done so. The peony has been used frequently in traditional medicines of Korea, China and Japan. The Japanese adaptation of Chinese medicine, its root was used as a treatment for convulsions. Scientific studies have obtained over 262 compounds so far from the plants of Pinoke. These include monoterpenoid, glucosides, flavonoids, tannins, stilbenoids, tritopenoids, steroids, penols, phenols. In vitro biological activities include antioxidant, anti-tumor, antipathogenic, immune modulative, cardiovascular system protective activities and central nervous system activities. The ancient Chinese, it seems, knew a thing or two about the peony and its medical applications. Interestingly, the peony deliberately attracts ants, which will protect it from other insects, so be aware you will get ants with them, but they are necessary. I have the varieties Claire de Lune, part of my astronomy-related section, and Sarah Bernhardt in my garden, a fabulous plant that impresses every year. There you go, Molly and Darren, a surprising history of a well-known flowering plant. Locally in Great Bar, there are a lot of rivalry between growers, as the men vie to see who has the largest peonies. So, Molly and Darren, more from the potting shed next time. (laughs) (laughs) Andy? 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 It's a bit risky, isn't it? You know, I love Andy Lound. I love every single thing he does for us, but there's always a punchline. (laughs) A peony off. How big's your peonies? How big's your peony? <laughs> oh, Andy Loud, we love you very, very much. Thank you so much for that. Oh, I think actually, um, will it be in two weeks? Hang on a second, let me get my diary. Hang on, as always, it's under the windshine. Um, Andy's going to do us the history of pumpkins, I think, in a couple of weeks, which will be, uh, which I think started with turnips, didn't they? Jack o' lanterns, weren't they turnips before pumpkins? Yes. So we'll uh, we'll learn the Jack history. Jack o' lanterns, yes. island. Yes, we'll learn the uh, the, <laughs> the history with Andy Lound on the uh, Happy Garden podcast in the next couple of weeks. Now in the Happy Garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Mm-hmm.
Now, Darren, there's been a severe lack of laughing in this podcast. Really? <laughs> Neither of us have laughed very much at all since we've started. So, um, come on, then. Come on. Come on, okay. give it to us, Rog. So there's five plus a bony eye. A bone eye. So <clears throat> he's number one. Mm. When the plantlet left house plantlet. for uh, college, uh, what did his parents say? I love the word plantlet. It's like bulblet. I don't know. Go on. We believe in you. Oh, that's nice. We believe in you. That's, you can have one of them. Good. There we go. Number two, then. Yep. How does a flower whistle? Couldn't tell you. By using his... Tulips. It's two tulips. Go on, Darren, go on. Two? Good, yeah. two. What do you call Dracula with hay fever? Couldn't tell you again. The pollen count. Uh. <laughs> no, 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 that's, yeah, no good, you can have that. I just think it's had to sink in. Yeah, good. What do you call a girl with a frog on her head? <laughs> do you know, I love any jokes with something on someone's head. Wait, let me think. Don't tell me yet. Wait. Oh, I don't know. Lily. Oh! <laughs> I love head jokes. <laughs> now, number five. Yes. Molly, I'm going to teach my cat to speak Spanish. Oh, hola. Yeah, yeah, hola. Hola. <laughs> when I told him this, he said, me? How? Well, that's just recycling the joke you did last week, Darren. <laughs> Had some friends round last night, Molly, for a garden party, yeah. and we decided to play some cards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They decided to stick all the cards together. I'm still trying to deal with that. <laughs> Told you I'd peek. Now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's Money Saving Tips. Go! So, lemons work wonders for deodorising, cleaning and laundry purposes, folks. Uh, they're good for cooking, skincare, first aid purposes. And lemons are, of course, rich in vitamin C and other beneficial antioxidants. So, how can you use lemons in the refrigerator? Soak a sponge in lemon juice and let it sit in your fridge for a few hours. It works it's better than baking soda to remove those smelly odours. A room freshener, simmer a pot of water and add lemon peels, cloves and a little bit of cinnamon, cinnamon sticks and mmm, it'll be lemony fresh. In the fireplace, if you've got an open fire, dried citrus peels, including orange, can act as kindling. And as you light it, guess what? Your room fills and smells of lemons and orange. Furniture polish. Combine lemon oil, lemon juice and olive and jojoba oil to make a homemade furniture polish. Simply buff with a cloth and for a glossy shine. And then finally, windows. Lemon juice cuts through grease and grime on windows and glass. Try combining it with cornstarch, vinegar and water for a phenomenal window cleaner. So there's five or six ways you can use lemons in your home and your garden. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what's really smashing about that? What? Right, you know we don't get paid for this, and we just do it yeah. for the love, right? We have no money. There's no money no. to pay our mortgages. No. That was just the best advert for uh, any sponsorship people out there that want to sponsor us. For well, yeah. I think Darren did a good job there. That's the sort of advert you could get. Yeah. Please get in touch. <laughs> no, really. Please. Please get in touch. <laughs> Winter's coming. 
it's cold. <laughs> We're no longer they'll employed. Cut the elect- they'll cut the electricity off more then. <laughs> We're, we avail- could... we're available for sponsorship. <laughs> we can always burn the furniture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Derek, that's really funny. <laughs> funny, <laughs> but true. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Well, yeah. Darren's money-saving tips. So we do have a lot of questions in about uh, apple trees and trees in general. And we will do a tree special uh, very shortly. I have been in contact with Rob McBride, who is the tree hunter. We must catch up with him uh, and do a bit of a tree special. It doesn't matter how big your garden is. Rob's only got a little garden and he has 40 trees in his garden. So we will do uh, a garden special. But back on to sort of apple trees. You and I are going to do an apple special next week, it being national uh, Apple Day, 21st of October. And uh, it'll be good to get into apples, whether it's Pink Lady or Granny Smith, uh, whatever it's... Literally uh, anything. Yeah, literally yeah. anything. Trees for all, all gardens, yeah. all sizes. So no matter what size your garden is, you can grow. Uh, apple trees, which we'll get into next week. Um, actually, Darren, on the week just gone, the 1st of October, International Apple Throwing Championships at Newby Hall in Ripon. I don't know whether you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> on the Fantastic. yeah, on the TV, uh, Newby Hall in Ripon marked the start of British Apple Month on Sunday, which was the first of October, with the annual International Apple Throwing Championships. They had to chuck it across the river. Thousand people attended. Fifty varieties of apples present in the orchard. Aidan Morgan, who's a University of York student, was the uh, champion. And lots of other apple-themed activities, including apple pressing demonstrations and cider testing and displays of heritage apple varieties grown in Newbies orchards and apple growing advice by the Northern Fruit Group as well, all took place. It's something you and I will explore next week, Darren. The ancient Greeks loved apples. Do you know they proposed to their darlings in a really extraordinary way, they threw an apple at their chosen wife. <laughs> if the woman caught the apple, she ex- she accepted the marriage proposal. So it's passive aggressive, but throwing an apple at a woman in ancient Greek mythology meant you loved her. Got many a girlfriend that way in the day. <laughs> throwing an apple at their heed. There's a lot more to uh, apples than you'd think. So come join us next week on the Happy Garden Podcast and we will explain and explore more. See you next week, folks. You've been listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to send them an email, get in touch with the Happy Garden Podcast by emailing thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.